0: Welcome back to the Squared Sports Podcast. We're back from our summer hiatus. We have so much to run through on the MLB, heating up so much, NBA, NFL, so much news going on in sports right now. We're going to hop into it. Stay tuned for this action-packed episode. This is episode 83 of Squared Sports. We're going to start off fire with some headlines in the NBA. James Harden is officially back the Philadelphia 76ers is a $35 million deal. It took a bit of a pay cut to get more stars. They got PJ Tucker. They got some better pieces in the off season. Do you think the Philadelphia 76ers can win the NBA championship next season? Do you think they can contend Eastern Conference? They lost in the second round last season. Do you think they can make it further this season? Leave your answer in the comment section. I think they definitely can. James Harden, that's an interesting deal. Him staying in Philadelphia, not going to Miami, not going to LA, not going anywhere else. James Harden staying in Philadelphia. Now, Dolph Mitchell, everybody, there has been so much going on with Dolph Mitchell. They got rid of Rudy Gobert, and the Jazz are basically blown up their team. They rebranded all their uniforms. They're just trying to get draft picks at this point. Dolph Mitchell might just be a New York Knick right now. At the time of this recording, Dolph Mitchell's not a New York Knick, but a report came out about an hour ago that Knicks and the Jazz have a deal done. Not finalized yet, but they have a deal done for Dolph Mitchell to become a New York Knick, and ooh, am I excited. I would give up Bobby Toppin. I would give up Emmanuel Quickly. I would give up anybody else. I want Dolph Mitchell on this New York Knicks squad, and I think he is. So Dolvin Mitchell would be perfect for the New York Knicks. Maybe he goes to Miami Heat. Maybe there's a package to the Boston Celtics, but I couldn't see Danny Ainge trading his star player to his former team, the Boston Celtics. But maybe anything can happen. We haven't talked about the NBA draft yet. NBA draft was about a month ago, but just so much went on. Paolo Boncaro, one pick, number one, dominated the summer league. Chell Holmgren had a pretty good summer league. Keegan Murray won summer league MVP for the Sacramento Kings. Now, our mock draft wasn't the greatest. I said Jabari Smith go number one. A lot of people thought Jabari Smith go one. The report said Jabari Smith was going one. And then about 10 minutes before the draft starts, it's announced that they're going to pick Paolo Boncaro. So, interesting stuff right there. Lando Magic take Paulo Boncaro, number one pick. Chad Holmgren ends up Oklahoma State Thunder. Now, my New York Knicks really didn't do much in the NBA draft. Trade both their picks. Had Jalen Durant, trade him. Had Yang, traded him. Just so much going on in the NBA draft. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are both on the trademark right now. And that's wild to say right there. Both Brooklyn Nets. This is a bit of a wild thing right here for the Brooklyn Nets. They started their dynasty in 2019. Zero titles won. One series won. One playoff series won. And that's about it. You can say it's over now. That's wild, right there. The Brooklyn Nets might just be done, okay, because they're gonna have to give up Kevin Durant at one point. I think me, my hand, me eat. I think the Lakers kind of have the Kevin Durant sweepstakes by now. They already have LeBron James. I think they're gonna keep on Anthony Davis for at least one more season if he does terrible. But I think Anthony Davis could rebound, and I'm gonna talk about that later in the episode. But Kyrie Irving, I think, might just be a lock to go over to the Los Angeles Lakers. Anybody's gonna stay. I think it's gonna be Kevin Durant staying with the Brooklyn Nets, but we'll see so much going on them year, and now we had an action-packed NBA offseason. Let's move to the NFL. We have a bunch of news. Now this is the. Different point than a follow off season. You know, you got that point in March. You got that point in April. You got the draft. You got free agency. Then it kind of cools down a little bit late April, mid-May. But then it turns up in June, July. We got all the trades going on with some of the bad players. Baker Mayfield going over to the Carolina Panthers. Interesting deal right there. Didn't have to give up much. That's going to be an interesting combo. Baker Mayfield and Christian McCaffrey. Can he help him with this fantasy football team? Can he help you with your fantasy football team? Christian McCaffrey. We're going to talk about fantasy football a lot in the upcoming weeks, but not this episode. Baker Mayfield. Carolina Panther now. Candy contend for the starting drop. I think he is going to be a starter over Sam Darnold, over Cam Newton, over anybody else they bring in. Matt Corral. It's going to be interesting stuff right there. Jimmy Garoppolo in a tough situation right now. It's going to be such an interesting season for Jimmy Garoppolo. He might go to the Browns. He might go to the Giants. I think the Browns might be out of everybody now because I think they're bringing in, I think they brought Josh Rosen and Adrian McCarron. For workouts Saturday, see who could be backup Jacoby Brissett if Deshaun Watson is evidently suspended, which I think he will be suspended. But Josh Dobbs, is he really that bad of backup to Jacoby Brissett if you have Jacoby Brissett as a starter? Jacoby Brissett is probably one of the best backup quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Could be a starting quarterback in the next few years if he dominates his time with Cleveland Browns. Obviously, they're not going to pull a plug in Deshaun Watson and play Jacoby Brissett as a starter, but say he does well at one year deal, he can get a starting job for the 2023 season. Never know, but... Jimmy G, tough situation right now with the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to talk about that later in the episode, but so much going on in college football right now. Arch Manning drops a bomb about a month ago, same day as the NBA draft. Says he's going to Texas, not playing for Lane Kiffin, not playing for Kirby Smart, Georgia. He's going over to Texas, everybody. That's a wild thing right there, in my opinion. Kirby Smart does not get Arch Manning given like Kevin does not get Arch Manning. Steve Sarkeesian lands Arch Manning. This is a stacked quarterback room right now. You have Malik Murphy, who was the biggest cannon in this 2022 quarterback class. You have Quinn Ewers, who's amazing. You got Hudson Card, who played pretty well last season. And now he makes an Arch Manning there for next season. Arch Manning probably won't start as a freshman. It'll probably be Quinn Ewers. But how does Malik Murphy fit in there? How does Hudson Card fit in that situation? Just... A little bit of a tough thing right there. But I'm going to close out this college football headline right here with USC UCLA joining the Big Ten, everybody. That's going to be a lot to see right there. I'm excited for that USC-Michigan rivalry, USC-Ohio State rivalry, that USC-Minnesota November game where it's freezing cold or USC-Minnesota game in November in LA where it's blazing hot and then Minnesota is super happy. Just going to be awesome to see everybody. It's going to be interesting. USC and UCLA, college football, turning professional pretty much. That's all I have to say right there. But let's move to the MLB we had an amazing, all Star Weekend, Airplay. All Star Weekend was amazing. Started out with the Futures game. Jason Dominguez tore things up. Then it goes over to the MLB draft. MLB draft was the best it's ever been. You had full on NFL type draft coverage right there. It was so good. Jackson Holiday, Matt Holiday went number one. Drew Jones went number two. Kumar Rocker going number three. Just such an amazing MLB draft, Airplay. And then obviously, Homer Derby the next night. Julio Rodriguez taking down the two time champ, back to back champ, Pete Alonso. Can't repeat it, Pete Alonso. Sassy right there as a Mets fan. But Julio Rodriguez, future of MLB. Future of MLB. Luis Rodriguez, Juan Soto going at right here. Juan Soto takes the win. Juan Soto, so much going on with him right now. We're going to talk about later in the episode some trade possibilities, a bunch more stuff. And then you had an amazing All Star game We have Shane McLaughlin starting for the American League where he was a rookie last season. Now he's starting in the All Star game in the second season, MOB. That's amazing stuff right there. Tyler Glasnow eventually lost it for that. I know you could say getting up those two back to back home runs between Carl Stan and Byron Buxton. AL winning it for the ninth straight season. Amazing All Star weekend, everybody. Great job, B. We're going to talk more about that later. That's about it for my headlines this week. Now, my favorite of the week, everybody. My take this week is by the Los Angeles Lakers, everybody. I think the Los Angeles Lakers have put their roster together pretty well. play. Andy Davis looks like he's coming together. I don't think they should trade hen Davis or Kevin Durant or whoever. If they can get Kyrie Irving... This is a 45 plus one team. I think right now they're a 45 one team. I think they're going to put themselves together. Andy Davis gets to stay healthy this season. LeBron James, he's already doing the Drew League. Looks pretty good there. Not much. I mean, Taylor Horn Tucker could have a good season. Maybe Ken Bazemore can turn things up this season. Just so much going on right now with the Los Angeles Lakers. But I really like the way they've put together their offseason. I mean, they had a good draft. They're doing really well right now. Los Angeles Lakers, I think, sneaky to be a top three seed in the Western Conference next year. I don't think they're going to be a top three seed, but I think they could probably be number four seed. It's going to be interesting stuff right there. But I like the way this Los Angeles Lakers roster is falling out right now. I think the Los Angeles Lakers have a good season next year. That's my take of the week. Now we got top five, everybody. We haven't done this in a while. We haven't had an episode in a while. So we're going to talk about the MLB right here. My top five teams in MLB. Let's all into to it. At number one, I have the New York Yankees, everybody. And I really thought when I had that three-week I really thought New York Yankees are going to slump. They're not going to do well. But no, the New York Yankees kept it up. They're doing amazing. Nestor Cortez, an all-star. Matt Carpenter looking like prime Babe Ruth right now and wild stuff right there going on. Matt Carpenter, Bang 356, AL player of the week. Last week, Matt Carpenter tearing things up. Number one, New York Yankees. Number two, the Houston Astros, everybody. Astros, really just a great organization, even after that sign-stealing scandal, everything like that. They've still been great. They have built up their pitching rotation. They have Justin Verlander. They have Rambor Valdez. They have Jose Acordi. They have Christian Javier. This is an underrated pitching rotation, underrated team. They have Jordan Alvarez, one of the best Power hitters in the AL. I think maybe the best pound-for-pound pound hitter in the AL, you could say. The wild stuff right there going on Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez in this Houston Astros team. Number three, my New York Mets. Everybody, you could say, how do you have New York Mets over the Los Angeles Dodgers? The Los Angeles Dodgers have a better record. Well, the Mets dealt with the dog days of late June and early July, but they're tearing things up right now. They had some bad games then. They had Max Scherzer out. Max Scherzer's back now tearing things up. Carlos Carrasco on his skid right now. Tywin Walker playing, pitching pretty well. Chris Bassett pitching pretty well. P. P- Alonso again, things figured out. Most RBIs in MLB right now, 77 at the all-star break. Yes, 77th all-star break. You can hand Francisco Endor all you want. He has 66 RBIs, some of the most in MLB. Has 16 home runs. He had 17 home runs all of last season. Yeah, Francisco Endor tearing things up right now. P. Alonso tearing things up right now. I love my current New York Mets squad. Number three, New York Mets. Number four, Los Angeles Dodgers there, but yeah, Los Angeles Dodgers, number four. Mookie Betts, still doing great. Had a great All-Star game. Had that RBI. I mean, Freddie Freeman, all that stuff going on when he was in Atlanta, saying, oh, I wish I was still in Atlanta, Braves, yeah, 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 But he's still playing well for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw, in mean, whatever year it is for him, he's so, I mean, just still pitching great, getting up there in age, but playing the All-Star game. Tony Gonson had a rough All-Star game, but he's still an amazing pitcher. I mean, Tyler Anderson still an amazing pitcher. Walker Buehler still hurt, but these guys are stepping up. Nobody really expected Tony Gonson. Nobody really expected Tyler Anderson to be two sneaky all-star pitchers, but they are. Number four, Los Angeles Dodgers. Number five, unfortunately, the Atlanta Braves, and I say unfortunately because that's hurting my New York Mets right there, but the Atlanta Braves have been one of the best teams in the past 45 games. The Atlanta Braves have been the best team in LB. I think they're 31, and maybe, I think they had 31 out of their last 40 uh, games they've won. So the LA Braves have just been amazing everybody. but things up. Dancy Swanson have one of his best seasons, living up to that number one pick potential. Ronald Acuna Jr. coming back from injury, tearing things up. Matt Olson looking great. Manny Pena catcher looking pretty good. This is just a good squad. Max Reed's pitching pretty well. I mean, they've, they go bullpen, AJ Minter, Tyler Matzek. say they get Mike Soroka back some point in the season. It's just a solid team, everybody. I don't think they win the NL East over my New York Mets, but I think they're a top five team. That's about for my top five teams in the Moby. Now, did you know everybody. this week's day to you know is going? Did you know John Stockton on the 1992 Dream Team Olympics led the team in blocks? Not Magic Johnson, not Michael Jordan, not Larry Bird, not any other center they had on that team. John Stockton, the point guard, had the most blocks on that 1992 Dream Team. Did not you know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's what i didn't know this week. I don't think many people realize this, everybody, but college football season is right around the corner. We got week zero kicking off in about two or three weeks. It's just going to be amazing, everybody. College football season, I am so amped up for it. We just had SEC Media Day. Things are going great right now in the college football land of the world. But let's talk about something really quick in college football. UCLA and USC both joining the Big Ten. Leave your thought on that in the comment section. But I'm interested in everybody. Now, some people are upset saying, why did UCLA and USC leave the West Coast to go over to the Big Ten play in the Midwest? Well, they're moving with the times there, buddy. college football eventually is just going to end up being the SEC and the Big Ten. Maybe the ACC mix in there, but no. Clemson, Notre Dame, well, Notre Dame will probably switch over to the SEC at one point. Clemson might switch over to the SEC. never know. USC, are they even going to play Notre Dame anymore? That's what maybe will prove Notre Dame to want to join a conference that they can't keep up their rivalries anymore. They can't keep on playing Stanford every year. They can't keep on playing USC every year. Interesting stuff right there. But moving with the times, everybody. Cultural plus turning to professional sport. As Lane Kiffin said it, we got NIL now. You have everything going on. Dante Moore committed to Oregon. Landing Dan landing Lang is first recruit Dante Moore could end up being number one player in the class, but I mean, there's rumors that he had a major NIL deal to go to Oregon over Michigan, which is just interesting stuff right there. But Oregon land their first big recruit, Dan Landing, make his first big splash as the Oregon head coach. Landing Dante Moore could be the number one player at the end of this class. I mean, it's tough to see his Michigan fan hometown guy Dante Moore grew up a Michigan fan. Tough to see him not going to Michigan. Hey, maybe we could flip him in the end, but never know. You guys, you that's about news to the Pac-12 right there, but so much going on less than the rest of college football. The direction of Texas football, I already talked about in the headlines, but it's going straight up. You got Arch Manning, you got Malik Murphy, you got all these great running backs, you got Xavier Worthy. This is a 10-win-plus team next season. I wouldn't be surprised if Texas went 11-1 next season with one last Alabama. I would not be surprised if they swept every single game on their Big 12 schedule. I would not be surprised if they won the Big 12 and they made the college football playoff. I would not be surprised. Yeah if they beat Alabama, if they did anything else. This is a really, really good team. Quinn Ewers isn't that standing quarterback. Quinn Ewers might just win the Heisman. If I'm picking Heisman right now, then Quinn Ewers might just be my pick. Not Bryce Young, not anybody else, not Will Anderson. Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers is that guy. Who's play. Tough to see. I mean, he went to Ohio State last year, but I like Quinn Ewers now. After he left Ohio State, Quinn Ewers, good player could be the face of college football next year. Could be on the cover of NCAA 23 next season, whatever it might be. He's going to be so good this season. Quinn Ewers. I love the way Steve Sarkisian has turned this Texas program around. They were going under Tom Herman, but they're better under Steve Sarkisian. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. That's my choice right there on Texas football. Kirby Smart, Georgia head coach, reigning national champion, gets his big contract payday today. 10 years, $112 million. Kirby Smart, fully deserving of it. Moving with the times, NIL, doing great right there. Doing great in the recruiting landscape. Has such a great quarterback stack. class. He has Gunnar Stockton. He has Brock Vandergriff. He has Carson Beck. He has uh, Stetson Bennett. Still, it's a great quarterback room for the future. Great quarterback room right now. Georgia, moving with the times, doing great right now. Georgia tearing up NIL, tearing up anything else. And Kirby Smart, one of the best coaches in college football, worked his way up from the Alabama defensive coordinator, worked his way up through the Nick Saban ranks. So Kirby Smart, head coach of Georgia, getting his big contract extension today. Now, last thing I want to talk about here in the headlines is Oklahoma, everybody. Oklahoma, under Brett Venables, will be amazing this season. Now, I don't think they beat Texas, and I don't think they beat Oklahoma State, but I think they won every other game in their Big 12 schedule. It's a good team, under Brett Venables. I think next season they can contend for a national title under Brett Venables. Brett Venables is that type of guy. They're going to be like a Clemson in the coming years, but they're going to be more disciplined than Clemson. Brett Venables is going to run the program like the Clemson way, but better in my opinion. Brett Venables is going to build up Oklahoma Better than it was before. Better under, than it was under Lincoln Riley. It's going to have offense still, but it's also going to have superb defense. That's my take right there on Oklahoma football. That's my take on College Football Showcase this week. College Football Showcase returning the College Football season. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. So much is going on in MLB right now. You have Juan Soto requesting a trade. You have the Los Angeles Angels with Mike Trout and Troy Otani, two MVPs, struggling right now. Terrible team, in the Los Angeles Angels. You have the Baltimore Orioles, with more wins than the Los Angeles Angels. Baltimore Orioles, who are nearing the end of their rebuild, doing so great. You have the Seattle Mariners on a 14-game winning streak. So much going on in MLB right now. But I'm more excited for the offseason, this MLB offseason. Let me explain to you why. You have Juan Soto. If he's still a Washington National, by then, will probably get traded. You have Jacob DeGrom, who can opt out of his contract, get one of the biggest contracts of all time. Not by year, but by salary. He can get a two-year, $120 million contract by whoever wants it. That's $60 million a year. Jacob DeGrom is that type of player. But it all depends how he comes back this year. Now, this is another wild thing to say right here that could happen this offseason. Shohei Otani could get traded this offseason. If they don't get things figured out, the Los Angeles Angels—they say, we don't know what to do. We want to keep on a Mike Trout. We want to keep on of Shohei Otani, but we have to get rid of one of them. I think it would be Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani is a free agent after next season. After next season, Shohei Otani's a free agent. He can do whatever he wants. I think he might just leave them in free agency next season. Shohei Yutani, not loving the Los Angeles vibe right now, it doesn't seem like. He could leave them in free agency next season so they could see that and say, oh, we need to trade him. We need to trade him this offseason. I am so amped up for this MLB offseason, everybody. But before that, I need to talk about Juan Soto, everybody. This is my Juan Soto spotlight. Juan Soto is such an amazing MLB player. He's a generational talent. He's one of the greatest talents of all time. I said before the season, he's a mic trap, but he might be better. Juan Soto could draw a walk any at-bat he wanted. He could get a single any at-bat he wanted, but this season, he's forced to take power. He's forced to go for home runs every single hit because they are such a bad team, the Washington Nationals. Pumonti, team team like, the New York Yankees, New York Mets, San Diego Padres, Los Angeles Dodgers, and this guy's the greatest player in MLB right now. That's what I think. I think Juan Soto is one of the best players in MLB. I think he might just be the best player in MLB. Over Mike chop. over Mookie Betts, over Fernando Tatis Jr., over whoever you want to put right there. I think Juan Soto might just be the best player, but so much going on with Juan Soto right now, everybody. I want to discuss some trade options for Juan Soto that could happen at the MLB trade deadline. Starting out with the New York Yankees, everybody. Now, I don't think the New York Yankees is such a perfect option for Juan Soto, everybody. I think I would rather have Juan Soto over Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge is a 30-year-old player who they're going to have to probably pay 10 years, $300 million to at the end of the offseason. They want to keep him. Why do that? Well, you can trade for Juan Soto. Now you can't trade Aaron Judge for Juan Soto. You obviously can't do the trade of the line because that'd be ludicrous. You're, New York Yankees would be going crazy saying you trade our best player, the MVP, for a player this off-season? I mean, this trade of the line, that'd be water right there. Treat him in season, Aaron Judge for Juan Soto. That's not happening, everybody. That's not happening. But I'd rather have Juan Soto in the long run. Would you want to trade him for Jason Dominguez? Would you try to team him up with Jason Dominguez? I don't think it works everybody. New York Yankees do not work for Juan Soto. You'd have to give up Jason Dominguez, who could be the next Juan Soto, could be the next Mike Trout, could be better. I don't think it works out, but I mean, if I was watching the Nationals, I'd be going after the New York Yankees trying to get Jason Dominguez. You saw him in that futures game hitting that home run blast. I would want Jason Dominguez on my team for next season if I was watching the Nationals, but they're not going to do it. They're not going to get Aaron Judge. They're not going to get anything like that. That would be a mega trade right there. If I was the New York Yankees, next offseason, when Juan is a free agent, I would go after him. Instead of Paying all my money to Aaron Judge this offseason. That's my take right there in the New York Yankees. I don't think they should get Juan Soto. I don't think that New York Yankees should pay Aaron Judge. I think they should get Juan Soto, but I don't think they will. That's why I'm taking the New York Yankees right there, but I don't think they can. Now, a dark horse right here for the Juan Soto sweepstakes. The Baltimore Orioles, everybody. Baltimore Orioles are a good team this season. They have Adley Rushman. They have some good prospects. They could trade Grayson Rodriguez. They could trade John Means. They could get Juan Soto, but. I think they're going to stick to their guns. They're going to say, hey, let's stick with our rebuild a little bit here. We're going to keep on Jackson Holiday. We're going to keep on to all these guys. We're going to keep on to our number one pick. We're going to say we're not going to get Juan Soto. I think that will be right move right there. But imagine Adley Rushman, Jackson Holiday, a big three with Juan Soto in the future years. Now, it wouldn't work this season or next season. Maybe not in the season after that because they all wouldn't be in MLB. Maybe we'll to that's my take right there on the Baltimore Orioles as a dark horse for Juan Soto. But I don't think it happens. Now another team, I think maybe the best contender for one Soto would be the Toronto Blue Jays, everybody. Now, do they really want to trade Juan Soto to the New York Mets? We're gonna discuss that later. Their division rival. Do they really want to keep him in NL? I don't think so. Maybe they would want to trade him to the Toronto Blue Jays, American League team. They're probably not going to play unless they make the World Series. Just going to be an interesting option right here. Juan Soto going over to the Toronto Blue Jays. They could give up Alejandro Kirk. they give up some of their prospects. They have a really good farm system in Toronto Blue Jays. They just got rid of Charlie Montoyo, their manager, which is an interesting move right there. But they, say they put together a package of amazing catcher and Alejandro Kirk. I think they would keep on giving Moreno, like I said. Maybe they want to give Moreno over Alejandro Kirk, even though Alejandro Kirk was an all-star this year. But Alejandro Kirk, in the long run, I think is the worst player they give him Moreno, in my opinion. They give up on Kirk. They could give up Nate Pearson. They give up a couple other prospects. And I think it would work for Juan Soto Airplay. But do the Blue Jays really want to make that deal for Juan Soto? Would they really want to keep on George Springer, all those guys? I think they would. So Blue Jays may not be the best option for Juan Soto. That leads me to two more teams I'm going to talk about right here the San Diego Padres and New York Mets Airplay. San Diego Padres could put together an interesting deal for Juan Soto. They could give up, it would be the most MLB ready deal, in my opinion. If they want to contend, this would be the deal. It would be Trent Grisham, Mackenzie Gore, and maybe a few prospects in there. It would be a good deal. They keep a Robert Hassel in there, their first round pick from last season. It could be a good deal. But do they really want to keep him in that NL? Do they really want to give him to a contender? That's another question right there. But this leads me to my last one right here. Juan Soto to the New York Mets everybody. New York Mets can put together the best package, in my opinion. They can give up Francisco Alvarez. They can give up Ronnie Marusto. They can give up Matthew L. They can give up David Pierce. They can give up Tyler McGill. They can maybe give up Jeff McNeil. No, I wouldn't do that, they can give up so much. They give up Mark Vientos. They give up Brett Beatty, like I said. It would be such an amazing deal to see Juan Soto go over to the New York Mets. But they really want to play Juan Soto 15 times a year? Yeah, I don't think so. So much going on with Juan Soto and our play. So much going on with the Washington Nationals. Washington Nationals, when they won that World Series in 2019, it really seems like they gave up on that. That was their last leg. They had Max Scherzer. They had Trey Turner, who they trade away last season. They're two best franchise players. The two franchise players that they had, the two best players in franchise history. I'm sorry, Bryce Harper. It's Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Everybody. Max Scherzer and Trey Turner stayed with the Washington Nationals. They won them World Series. Yeah, I think those two are the greatest players in Washington Nationals franchise history. Washington Nationals might been around for about 15 years now. Not Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper can never win a playoff series with them. Yeah, he brought them to him. He brought them this. He brought them that. I think Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, those are the two guys. Steven Strasburg, you see now, he reached out the Washington Nationals after that season, really just not doing well. I mean, he had that neck injury. Now he can't play. He might have to retire, which is wild right there. Anthony Rendon went over to the Los Angeles, has been doing terrible. He's on his last leg, it seems like, in MLB. He's out for the rest of the season. So much going on at the Washington Nationals. You had Adam Eden that season, that seemed like his last season in MLB. You had Ryan Zimmerman, who's retiring now. It was a really old team. They deserved to win a World Series. It was Juan Soto's rookie season get Juan Soto out of Washington, but like get him out of D.C., he deserves better, he deserves a team like the New York Mets, he deserves a team like the Toronto Blue Jays, San Diego Padres, whoever it might be, Juan Soto needs to get out of the Washington Nationals. That's my opinion right there, leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now I want to talk about something right here. Dolvin Mitchell in the Gardenary Play. Now, by the time this episode's released, Dolph Mitchell might be a New York Knick. He might be a Boston South. Like, I don't know. But Dolvin Mitchell, in my opinion, will be a New York Nick. And I'm so excited for a tap. You're going to have Jalen Brunson at point guard. You're going to have Dolvin Mitchell at shooting guard. You're probably going to have RJ Barrett Small forward, because I don't think he's going to include that deal. You're going to have Julius Randle power forward, and you're going to have Mitchell on center. that bench is going to be weak. You're probably going to have to give up we Topi. You're probably going to give up a Mayo quickly. You're probably going to have to give up like four first round picks in that deal. But wow. That's a contending starting five. Let me say it again. Jalen Brunson at point guard. Dolph Mitchell at shooting guard. RJ Barrett at small forward. Julius Randle at power forward. And Mitchell Robinson at center. Now, I wasn't the biggest fan of Jalen Brunson signing. He's the only player in NBA history to get a $100 million deal and not be an all-star. But I think he'll be an all-star this upcoming season. You got Julius Randle. He was an all-star two seasons ago. He could do it again. RJ Barrett. He could be an all-star this season. You got Dolph Mitchell, who could be an MVP candidate this season. So much going on right now with Dolvin Mitchell and New York Knicks. I would be so excited to see it. Dolvin Mitchell in the garden. Bring back that vibe to the garden. Bring back the 2020 type of vibe where it was just so electric. You had the hardworking players, but you didn't really have that one big star. You had Julius Randle, yes, but he choked in the playoffs. Dolvin Mitchell doesn't choke in the playoffs. Don Mitchell, an amazing player. Out of Rudy Gobert's shadow now, you could say. He was with the Utah Jazz. It just wasn't a great fit for him in mean, Utah. This would be a perfect move. Don Mitchell entering his prime. So much going on right now with Dolvin Mitchell. I am excited to see him. Hopefully in New York Nick uniform next season. We'll chat the way and see, but I'm excited. Dolvin Mitchell. Probably give me a ear connect. your thoughts in the comment section. Now, at the buzzer, but this week's at the buzzer is about Jimmy Garoppolo. Everybody, Jimmy Garoppolo, a lot of people are saying now he's the most underrated player in the NFL. No, he's the most overrated player in the NFL. He got pretty much screwed with this whole entire scenario. Now, a lot of people thought after his first season in San Francisco, where just tore things up, kind of revitalized that team, that he could win five Super Bowls. He already had two Super Bowl rings under his belt. People thought he could win three more. I really thought that also when he made that 2019 Super Bowl against Kansas City Chiefs, but they lost that Super Bowl. But Jimmy is an amazing player, play. he's made the college championship twice as a starting quarterback. Played better than Trey Lance in his starts last season. i are just going to say, hey, let's hand over the reins right now to Trey Lance. Now, you're probably going to have to do that, but it's just tough. I think Jimmy Garoppolo should have entered the season as the starting quarterback. He doesn't really have a team to go to. It's a really tough market in the NFL right now for quarterbacks. The Atlanta Falcons, maybe New York Giants, hopefully not. I like Daniel Jones. Cleveland Browns would be a tough scenario right there, competing with, for the third-string job. That's not Jimmy Garoppolo-esque. Jimmy is a solid quarterback, everybody. You could say, oh, he was carried to the conference championship in 2019. Maybe he was. Maybe he most carried him to that conference championship game, carried him to that Super Bowl, whatever it might have been. He's still a good player, Jimmy Garoppolo. He runs that offense. He got them that win against Dallas Cowboys. He got them that win against Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers. He beat Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs twice. He's still not all starting quarterback in the NFL. That's Wild wildest stuff right there. In the past three years, he's beaten Aaron Rodgers twice in the playoffs and gets absolutely no respect. Jimmy Garoppolo, most underrated player in the NFL by far. That's my take on Jimmy Garoppolo. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, the best philosophy question this week's question is... Was this the best All-Star weekend of all time? You started out that MLB draft, then you went over to the Futures game, then you went into Home Run Derby, then you went to the All-Star game. All-Star game wasn't that exciting. We had the back-to-back home runs. Home Run Derby was electric in L.A., you have the draft there. The draft should be All-Star Weekend every single year. Draft format was amazing. Maybe I'm just raving over the draft right now in the Futures game. Futures game was amazing. Seeing Jason Dominguez hit that home run. But so much went on that weekend. One of the best weekends MLB's had in the past decade, you could say. What a weekend that was. Was that the best MLB All-Star Weekend? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about episode number 83. Great to be back after our summer hiatus. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram, at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter, at Squared Sport. Follow Squared Sports on TikTok, at Squared Sports. Stay tuned for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week. Episode number 84.